Welcome to Wednesdays with Winnie, the podcast that covers, well, quite a lot, from fallacies and grad parties to Aquinas, Aristotle, friendships, and even Subway cookies. My hope for you is that you can sit back, relax, learn a little, laugh a little, or a lot, and come away with a lot more knowledge. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm joined by my best friend Sophia, who is the first ever guest on Wednesdays with Winnie, which we are very excited about. So a little bit about Sophia. Sophia is headed to the University of San Francisco this fall to study pre-law and political science, and she is one of the most intelligent and honest people I know. So I'm very honored to have her on the podcast with us today, and she is also one of my best friends, which is why I chose her for this episode. So we're going to be getting into friendship, the five love languages, kind of what to look for in a friend, where to find good friends, and how to build Christ-based friendships. So, a little bit about our friendship, Sophia. <laughs> okay, um, well, Winnie and I met in the first grade, so we've been friends for about 12 years now, um, and we were joking a little bit before the podcast started, we were both kind of little nerds. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were probably like the teacher's pets. Yeah. Everyone else hated us, which is probably why. It's probably why we were why the only we're friends, friends either yeah. one of us had. But um, yeah, it's been, it's been really great. And I think we've both, um, well, obviously changed a lot in the last 12 years, yeah. but um, I think our friendship has evolved just really nicely, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's been a good time. Yeah, we've had our ups and downs, but we're here today, and we, we realized are we are kind of stuck with one another. <laughs> so, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit, yeah. So the first thing I'm going to start doing with this with all the guests that come on to Wednesdays with Winnie, but what is your number one book recommendation for all of the podcast listeners? Um... So because this episode is about friendships, I am going to recommend a book called The Eight Great Smarts by Dr. Kathy Cook. Um, and I really think this plays into friendships because um, Kathy Cook talks a lot about the different ways that people are smart and the different ways that people perceive the world around them and perceive relationships. And um, I think it's really important to in a friendship to A, understand the way that you perceive all of that and the ways that you're smart, and B, understand the way that the other person perceives that. And I think that goes a long way in any relationship. So, Perfect. That's a great book. Sophia recommended that book to me too recently. So I'll be reading that as well. So the first question, or the second, I guess, question we're going to go into is where do you find good friends? Which I know is something I struggle with a lot. And I'm sure a lot of you guys struggle with too. So Sophia, we're... Yeah, I mean, it's it's not easy. Like, kind of like Winnie and I mentioned, we were each other's only friends for a long time. Um, but I do think that God puts people in your life to, to push it in certain directions. Um, yeah, I just... 
Yeah. I think part of it is God's timing. The other part of it is like, I know a lot of my friends, I find doing things that I enjoy. Um, I was a part of band for a long time and a lot of my good friends I play music with, um, my youth group, my Bible study, um, cross country, um, I'm a runner, all of those things are places yeah. where you you find people um, when you're doing things you enjoy because they enjoy those things too. And I mean, that's an initial connection that yeah. sort of helps push a friendship in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. Like, you're probably not going to find a friend doing something you don't like. Like, yeah. if you're in debate club, people that are in debate club are also going to be there. And so if you have, like, a common interest, I feel like that's a good thing to build a friendship on. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And also for especially people looking for more, like, Christ-based friendship, like, youth groups and Bible studies are a great place to mm-hmm. find friends. Especially going into college, there's a lot of Chris- a lot of colleges have Christian groups or like the Navigators, for example, or Focus, or like Newman Centers, where you can meet like-minded Christian people that you maybe share some common interests with. Yeah, and I think even if it's not a church you attend, those things are all super valuable. Like, Winnie and I don't go to the same church, but we go to the same youth group yeah. and Bible study. Um, and I think that's hugely beneficial is to understand that you don't have to attend a church to attend their yeah. youth group. Yeah, for sure. Like I don't, like Sophia mentioned, I don't go to the New Hope youth group, I I go to the youth group. I don't go to the church, but the youth group is a great place where I find a lot of community and like-minded Christian friends. Yeah. So, uh, number three, what do you think, what do you think is the most important aspect or most important aspects? Because I know it's hard to pick just one of a friendship. Um, you know, it, it's interesting because like when I was asked this question, when he gave me the questions before we started the <laughs> podcast, this is an all new nation. I think that there are different kinds of friends. The first thing that came to my mind was honesty, right? Like you don't want a friend who constantly oh, lies to you. One, yeah. But things like honesty and trust and um, all of those things are important. But I also think that you can have different kinds of friends. Like I mm-hmm. think um, in your and I's friendship, it's very important to me and I think to you that we're very honest with each other. Yeah. I value that, I think, in everyone, mm-hmm. but there are friends who I know they don't tell me everything about yeah. their life and then yeah, necessarily sure. tell them everything about mine. Um, and that doesn't mean that our friendship is... It, that's just a different kind of a friendship, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's different levels to it, for sure. Yeah, and so I think... Um, the most important aspect of a friendship can differ with every person that you meet. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's that was my honesty was on the first thing on my list too. You really want someone who will be honest with you and who you can be honest to, and that goes back to trust. Like you're not gonna be honest with someone who you're worried is gonna tell everyone else if you're struggling with something or dealing with something. And then also like loyalty and reciprocity is a big one. You have to make sure you and your friend are on the same page when it comes to reciprocity, because you can't be putting all the work into the friendship or vice versa. You want to make sure you're equally kind of putting in the same amount of work together and yeah honesty and especially what you said about recognizing there's different like levels to it you're not all going to be like deepest closest friends with everyone you meet and there's going to be some more like general acquaintance friendships oh and another big one is vulnerability I feel like that goes back to honesty but really being vulnerable with your friends about your struggles 
and like trials and that can really help you grow in those if you have wise friends speaking into your life and giving you advice which I feel like our friendship is definitely about right yeah that's yeah. super important I think too like a friend is someone who you enjoy spending time with who you look forward mm-hmm. to to you know sp- yeah spending time with doing whatever it is you want to do together um even if you know you know that you need to go to that friend and say like hey here's this thing that I'm struggling with or here's you know whatever it might be yeah with the best Mm -hmm. friendships I think you almost you look forward to being vulnerable with them yeah yeah and it might seem a little tough but in the end that's really like that's why I think we have friends in the end is so that people can understand us and we were talking the other day about understanding (laughs) and we talked like being able to understand someone and feel understood is probably the most important thing as like humans we desire to feel understood and we desire um to understand other people yeah Yeah. and that takes work Um, yeah (laughs) yeah part of why I uh recommended the eight great smarts um is because i really do think that it helps you understand people and a lot of people have written books about about that but yeah yeah okay number four or number five (laughs) this kind of goes back to what you should look for in the friend but it's kind of the opposite so what are some friendship red flags like things you should look for in a not or like if someone's displaying these characteristics maybe you should think about not not continuing to pursue the friendship or maybe finding some new friends oh and a quick disclaimer here we're not saying like if someone's struggling with something just leave them (laughs) but like some things that keep recurring over time and not like tiny little superficial things but like more bigger yeah no for (laughs) sure for sure um honestly this was one of the hardest questions that you had on the paper for me um And I asked a couple of people, and I got some really interesting (laughs) answers. Um, But for me, the biggest one is, like, an unwillingness to grow. Mm. I think, you know, in any friendship, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to upset the other person. Like, you can just pretty much count on that happening. Yeah. And they're going to hurt you, too. Um, But the, the best friendships or the friendships that can and should last are the ones where you're willing to learn and grow and, um sort of pour into each other yeah um so an unwillingness to do that i think is a yeah for sure yeah yeah if you're growing and changing and your friends just staying at the same level it's kind of hard Mm -hmm. to continue in that and that's something i've noticed like growing up some of my friends have kind of stayed in a certain stage of life and as i've moved on and grown in that friendship they just haven't grown in the same way and that is something that is is tough because you will grow apart from some people and that's a natural part of friendship but when you find a friend that's willing to grow with you i feel like that is such such a blessing mm-hmm. yeah i know for sure <clears throat> do you have any other i other red flags i mean <sighs> If you don't... <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, yeah. There's I think a lot, though. There's, yeah, yeah, that's a really... That's a big one, though. It's, for sure. Yeah. It's definitely hard to, to come up with all of them. Yeah. But. So I, I guess that goes back to kind of my first thing of, like, reciprocity. So if you have a friend that you're, like, always like, oh, do you want to hang out? Do you want to do this? And they're like, oh, I don't know. I'm busy. And they're busy every single... Like, being busy a couple times is fine. Like, no one's life is just going to be completely free. But... 
if you have a friend who's like never initiating, never texting you back, that's obviously not a reciprocal friendship and you're going to find better luck finding some new friends. Yeah. Also, oh, you go ahead. Well, I was just sorry. That yeah. reminded me, you know, in, in our friendship, like there was a time when we didn't spend a whole lot of time together. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of grew apart uh, late middle school, early high school. Yeah. And... I think that was necessary for both of us to grow a lot. And we got a lot closer as we got older, too. Mm -hmm. But that should never be... Like, if you need to spend time away from a person to grow before, like, continuing that friendship, I guess. Yeah. That's not something you should feel guilty about. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very true. Yeah, we had a point where we didn't talk or, like Sophia said, spend time together for a long time. And we were both kind of growing and maturing in that time. And when we come back, our friendship, like Sophia said, is so much stronger. And I'm so thankful we had that. And we were also able to come back together. Because I know a lot of people... What? Nothing. (laughs) I know a lot of people, when you grow apart from a friend, you might not come back together. And that's just kind of a risk you take. But we're very lucky to have come back weirder than ever. (laughs) And also closer than ever. I don't know if weirder than ever. <laughs> yeah. If, uh, if anyone if anyone knew us in like elementary, middle school, they're probably not thinking weirder than ever if they still know us yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we could get worse than, yeah. than that. For some dark days. <laughs> yeah, but also, oh, oh, another big thing is when you hang out with them, if you feel drained that is such a big red flag like if you're hanging out with someone and when you come away from that you feel negative or like just emotionally and like physically drained like you're kind of carrying all the weight and stuff that is not something you want to look for in a friendship mm-hmm. and i want to say it was saint francis de Sales that said this but um a friendship is has the potential to be very dangerous because you're so close with this person you like the five the fifth saying uh, i'm having a hard time putting words together but the saying the five people you're closest to is who you are is really true so if your friends are negative or draining you emotionally then that is a big red flag because you're not going to be able to put your energy into the world and give back to other people if you're always feeling drained from friendships yeah, my sister always talks about, um, like, pouring into other people and having them pour into you. Mm-hmm. Like, that sort of exchange is, is really yeah. important in a friendship. Yeah, and especially for Christians, because we believe God is pouring into us and we're pouring that into other people. If someone's just draining all of that and not pouring back, it's not a great yeah. deal. <laughs> yeah. And then also, oh, friends that cause you to fall into sin so friendships where maybe you are and i'm not saying people who have faults and trials but if you are not very strong in your faith you probably shouldn't be hanging around people who are just partying all the time doing drugs eventually you're gonna that's gonna rub off on you and i'm not saying don't go there and evangelize i'm just saying be careful of who right yeah i think or even if there's like a specific sin that you have a habit of falling into and you know that a person, it makes you more likely to fall into that. Spending some time away from that person, it, is, as hard as that might be, will most likely help. I think it will help you grow yeah. in your faith, yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then, oh, sorry, I have a lot. No, it's okay. Um, friends, friends that lie. And that goes back to the honesty. If you have a friend who's lying to you or talking about you behind your back, that is a huge red flag also. 
because mm-hmm. friendship honesty is such an important aspect of a friendship you can't really be friends with someone who is not being honest with you or lying to you which is even worse right I think it's funny whenever someone mentions like honesty and friendships I always think about this friend of mine who is you know he and I are fairly close but mm-hmm. he has such a problem with the truth like every time he tells a story he'll exaggerate it and I know he's lying and yeah. he knows he's lying but he's not in it's not malicious to it's and so like, like compulsive kind of yes and I'm sure it's something that he'll grow out of but yeah. um yeah just you know it's it's a different like that friendship I don't feel betrayed or or upset <laughs> yeah. about that yeah because you kind of expect it but it's it's not yeah. it's not malicious it's just yeah. that he has to exaggerate mm-hmm. um so i think too like there's th- that lying and then there's malicious yeah lying. oh yeah it's good to like make a distinction between maybe some tall tale tellers and like people that are actually lying yeah, yeah. a fish not. was this big kind of a thing yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah okay so next we are going to talk about the five love languages and how they apply to friendships. So, Sophia, do you, I always forget, but I have them written down if you don't remember. I can see that. I'm going to read okay. off the paper because okay. otherwise I will forget. So, uh, acts of service, physical touch, gift giving, quality time, words of affirmation are the five love languages. Yeah, and... I think a lot of people kind of associate them with, like, couples, but mm-hmm. they're also really important in friendships. Yeah, I think they're important in any, you know, any um, relationship you have with anyone, really. Yeah. Um, friendship, friendships and relationships. And, yeah. Um, and I think they were written by Gary Chapman, I want to say. Yeah. I don't so know we're the giving, author. We're, <laughs> giving, we're giving credit. But... Um, an important thing to note so th- these love languages are how people receive and then also give love so the way you receive love could be like quality time but you might give it in a different love language like you might give it in physical touch or something sometimes they match up but a lot of times they don't mm-hmm. yeah i the five love languages was introduced to me when i was in middle school and i at first was sort of I sort of brushed it off because I was like eh, I don't you know I, there's not really any <laughs> yeah. reason I need this um but the more I encountered people who would um and we would have conversations it would come up and people would say like oh this is the love language that I receive and this is the love language that I give that and it goes back to the whole understanding thing but yeah. um that idea of like when you understand someone better you can understand when they are trying to show you love, you can mm-hmm. understand how to um, give them, you know, love love in the way that they receive. You can yeah. understand, and they can understand you. They can understand, mm-hmm. you know, when you do an act of service for them, if that's the love language that you give. Yeah. If they know that that's you saying I love you, even though the love language that they receive is physical touch, it's still important to have that understanding. Yeah. And I thought it would be kind of cool to say what we thought each other's love language was and then <laughs> what it actually was. And we did, we were kind of bad when we, we did this a couple nights ago. Yeah. So what did you think mine oh, was no. before I told you what it was? This wasn't a question you put on the paper. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're going a little off script here. Uh, okay, Winnie. Oh, no. I don't uh, remember. Here. Winnie, I think I, I think you receive... But what did you think mine was before I told you? Before you told me, yeah. uh, you give, I thought you gave words of affirmation mm-hmm. and received 
acts of service, maybe. I don't remember. Yeah. It was like a week ago. I can't remember. Yeah, it was a while ago. For you, I thought, for some reason, I thought you received words of affirmation. And I thought you gave, I want to say quality time. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But what is your, what is your actual? So I give acts of service and receive physical touch. The thing made a weird noise. Sorry. Yikes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And I, that was, so we, it's important to ask your friends. Yes. Because <laughs> you we should were a know. little bit off. And mine is I receive love through quality time. That's my like number one. And it's not all like one or the other. There can mm-hmm. be like kind of percentages of them. But I think my biggest percentage is quality time. And then I show love. I want to say I should. I don't remember. I think I show love through acts of service and quality time. So I kind of I kind of give and receive in one of the same ones. Yeah. 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 It, it's, it's really helpful to know, I think, or even to like try to guess the people around you. And obviously yeah. you're not going to be like yeah. Winnie and I have known each other for 12 years and we, <laughs> and we just couldn't figure it out last week. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, that plays into how well you read people too. Yeah. But yeah, we have a friend and she is so good at like, oh my guessing gosh, people's she's love spot on every time. Yeah. I, I wish I had that. Like I would, I would love to have that skill, but that's not read, something I If possess. you read Kathy Cook's book, you'll learn the eight great smarts, which I'm going to keep talking about. Um, <laughs> you'll learn that that's being people smarter or being able yeah. to read other people and maybe sort of interpret. explain a little bit about the book and the. So the eight great smarts talks about the eight ways um, that people are smart, and I don't have them all written down, <laughs> so I'm not going to try to remember them all because yeah. that'll just be flat embarrassing. Um, but the one that we're talking about is is people smart, which is like mm-hmm. understanding people around you and sort of being able to read um, people's moods and actions and reactions, um, all of that. There's um, there's sound smart. Yeah, like yeah. sound smart. So that same friend of ours who's very, very people smart is also very sound smart. So she's a super talented musician. Um and yeah, she perceives she's an auditory learner. A, she perceives the world around her largely through sound. And that's something that I think is knowing that about her is something that's improved our friendship, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you have to read the book because I can't remember them all. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those are super. Yeah. I think they tie in really well with the five love languages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess the theme of this podcast is turning into like understanding people. Yes, <laughs> and so for sure. Both of these books, I would highly recommend, even if you don't, um, even if you just get like the couples love language book. I think that's the one I read. There's like different ones, some for like single people, some for parents. But no matter which book you get, I think all of them do a pretty good job of explaining them and explaining how people receive it and give it or yeah receive yeah. it and give receive it. and give love yeah those are the options yeah. receive and give okay all right and now moving on to the next question what is one thing you struggle with when it comes to friendships i think vulnerability is one thing that i definitely struggle with i often if I, I meet someone and I think or I know that they have a certain perception of me, um, I don't want to change that. I'm, yeah. I'm really afraid of, like, I don't know, mixing people and ideas in weird ways. I kind of like to keep 
people where they are yeah. in my mind. It's like a nice little orderly, which is funny because yeah. I'm not a very organized person. But like, <laughs> you're you're like a or a cluttered there's organized method to the madness yeah. for yeah. sure. But yeah, to me, I order people very neatly in my mind, mm-hmm. and I don't want those things to mix, or I don't want those people to mix because. I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> and so I think sometimes that makes it hard for me to be vulnerable with people because I don't want to I don't want to mess up that nice little neat row of boxes that I have. So, yeah. That's definitely one for me. Yeah. So is there anything you have been working on to try and overcome that or um yes. I think uh trying to be more articulate about the things that make me uncomfortable mm-hmm. and trying to be less articulate too sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I definitely have noticed like there are situations when I really just need to shut up and listen. <laughs> um, and I am not great at that. I really like to talk. I'm pretty sure that's why Winnie <laughs> has me on the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> one, one of the many reasons. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think finding the balance between saying this makes me uncomfortable because and sort of learning to live with that discomfort for the benefit of the people around me yeah and I feel like you do a really good job I feel like people are really they want to be open with you because they know that they can trust you and that that you will kind of help them in their struggles and stuff and I know I feel that way especially about our friendship like I (laughs) I trust you a lot and yeah, I think. Thanks, Winnie. That means yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'll save this happiness for later. But oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that is a... I feel like that's a really common struggle. I think I one of my struggles is, like, communicating regularly. Uh, regularly. Like, I'm a terrible texter. Like, mm. I will... I'll always, like, forget to text people, and then I don't really like texting. This is one thing <laughs> we get into. Sophia likes texting. It's easy. <laughs> when he's like, can I call you? And I'm like, no. <laughs> but... <laughs> is better. No. I feel like it's nice to hear people's voices. But texting is, I mean, yeah, there's a time and a place for calling. But to me, if you have one thing you need to tell someone, it's so much easier to just text it. <laughs> yeah. You can I, even uh, voice type. Uh, it, anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then another thing I struggle with is um, asking for support when I need it and then being vulnerable. So I have the same thing yeah. as you. But, like, I feel, like, kind of awkward sometimes asking for support. Like, I almost feel like I'm impeding on that person in their life by asking them to help me or, like, be there for me. And I've, that's something we've kind of been learning this past week in youth group, too, and like, how to support someone and how to be there for someone. Yeah, we talked about empathy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How was it? It was was a good study. Yeah. I think that's something, um, like, the two of us just really recently Mm -hmm. have been working on, too. Um, One thing, if you have good friends who are Christians, I think something that's really... um, can be beneficial to understanding each other is to share your testimonies if it's something that you're comfortable with and yeah. it's it's not easy and if it's something no, that one or all. either of you is not comfortable with it's yeah. something I wouldn't recommend yeah um, definitely for deeper not first, first yeah meet kind of friendships. you shouldn't you know meet someone at yeah. youth group and later that night be like so let's hear your testimony <laughs> but um I think that that you know understanding someone's path to Christ mm-hmm. can help you so much in understanding 
them as a person and the way that they act and what they, um, you know, what they like to yeah. do and what they... And it's not an easy thing to do. Like, it's not super fun a lot of times Mm -hmm. to share your testimony because you've probably experienced some things that are really hurt you and harmed Mm -hmm. you. But it is such, yeah, like Sophia mentioned, for us, it was such a point where we were able to kind of grow closer to each other in that moment of shared vulnerability and really understand each other even better after hearing our testimonies. Mm -hmm. And that may not have been something I would have come to Sophia and just shared, like all by like a certain part of my testimony or something. So kind of bringing it all together and sharing that whole story Mm -hmm. can be really important for friends that are on that deeper level. And if you've never shared your testimony, if it's something that (laughs) is, like, new to you, I think it can be really helpful to um, sort of practice that with a trusted friend. Not only because it'll improve your friendship, but also because it makes it easier to share your testimony, which is such a big part of being a Christian. Yeah. Yeah, I had never shared my testimony <laughs> before a week ago, and it was a very tough thing. We both very, we it, was both, it was a very emotional, emotional night. We yeah. made ratatouille. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, the testimony sharing was—I wouldn't term it as fun, but it was really, it was a really important thing for us. Yes. Yeah. Watched. I have a movie recommendation. <laughs> Winnie and I spent a couple days together. It was yeah. a lot of fun. We watched Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. Yes, Ooh, which highly, is an excellent movie. movie. It is nothing like the classic, though. So if you are a diehard Jane classic, Austen fan, maybe maybe not. But if you want some Jane Austen with some zombies, it's it's, <laughs> it's a your thing. Movie. Yeah. Yes. Um, we still need to watch Mamma Mia. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Okay, so next question. Do you have any last words or thoughts on friendships? Um, Our second to last question. I guess, <laughs> sorry. I, not really. I mean, I really do think that the biggest thing is understanding one another. Um, also, don't, like, I am a super, super extroverted person, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So when I meet people and I like the people, yeah. I want to, like, I'm like, oh, my God, do you want to spend time together? Do you want to, like, <laughs> yeah. be best friends? And, like, all I want to do is spend time with you. Um, and a lot of my good friends are pretty introverted and they're not, like, they're mm-hmm. like, whoa, take a step back. So actually one of my best friends we met in the eighth grade and she and I were not friends until, like, our sophomore or junior year of high school just because she was like, I need you to, like, give me, like, some space. <laughs> yeah. And so I think, and that ties, again, back yeah. to understanding people, but just, like, whatever it may be, whether you're particularly introverted and it takes a lot for you to... Um, ask to spend time with someone or if you're like me and it takes a lot for you to like take a chill pill (laughs) I think it's important to challenge yourself in whatever way Mm -hmm. you need to be challenged um because that is important it's important to put yourself out there when you try to make friends so yeah yeah for sure Mm -hmm. yeah when I first met Sophia she's like the second kid she's like do you want to be friends (laughs) and it was a very when he was like he was like okay (laughs) yeah the new kid but that's that's (laughs) the rest of it as they say is history history yes Yeah, but that is such good advice. I think it's important to recognize, yeah, that just goes back to understanding one another. And, like, if your friends may be a little shy or maybe they don't want to just open up and spend a bunch of time together, like, the first or second day you've met. Yeah, I think that's some solid advice. Okay, last question. This was... I didn't know how long it was going to be, but <laughs> 30, 30 minutes. Hey, look yeah, at us. That's a good, a good length, I would say. 
So what is your, I asked Sophia to pick the Bible verse for this week. So what is your Bible verse? So I, because the episode was on <laughs> friendships, um, I chose our, or, so Winnie and I went to the same orthodontist and for a graduation <laughs> gift, he sent us both this book. It's called oh, Armed and okay. Dangerous. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going to go. I wasn't sure I was going to that. <laughs> he sent us both this book called Armed and Dangerous. Um, and it's, it's really helpful. It's like a, um, oh, what are they called? Uh, mm. You know, in the back of the Bible, where it's got the, it has a concordance. That's it. It's I like a, it's like a concordance, um, and so it sort of has like categories, and it has a bunch of different verses for different like themes. Um, so I used Armed and Dangerous, and I found this verse for friends. It's nice. Proverbs thirteen twenty. It says, "Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm." Um, and I thought that was really good because yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, yeah. friendships are all about building each other up and making each other better, and that's that's a great verse for that. Yeah, yep. Be wary of those who aren't gonna, yeah, lead you to Christ and be good, vulnerable friends with you. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Sophia, la- very last question. I've said that like she three keeps times. Saying that, <laughs> I'll keep you here forever. <laughs> no. But where can anyone find you if they want to follow you on Instagram oh. or any social media? Um, well, uh, <laughs> my Instagram handle, i going to pull it up. I don't actually know it. Um, yeah, I. mine is easy, but... Stall, stall, stall. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yes. it is underscore McCracken. That's M-C-C-R-A-C-K-I-N underscore 27. Perfect. Um, okay. And I probably won't expect, accept your follow request if I don't know you, but you can certainly try and see yes. what happens. Alright. Oh, I didn't know you were kidding. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's alright. That's all right. If you want to try and see, go give her a follow. Alright. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Wednesdays with Winnie. And thank you, Sophia, for being our very first guest. Yay! And see you all next Wednesday. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Wednesdays with Winnie. I would really appreciate it if you could leave a review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on just to let me know how I'm doing. Anyways, God bless and see you next Wednesday. Wednesday.